PlayStation. I'm chained. Hello, everyone. One place. Welcome. Words. Yeah. You know what? We're going to keep that in. Welcome to PlayStation Unchained. Your host, Chili, as I talk about stuff and things. Hope you're doing well. Um, it's been an interesting few weeks. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll move it. I don't know what to say, really. I don't know what this intro is going to be or has been. It's been a jumble of words. One could say even some letters that make kind of make words, but don't really. Um, but anyway, Gary, hey man, how you doing? Hey, 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 how's it going? Not bad, thank you. How you been this week? I've been alright, man. Just getting over this little cold I had. Still have a little bit of a cough. It wasn't COVID. I tested twice negatively. So, just a cold. That's good. Just don't, just, just don't cough in public because people think you're fucking carrying the plague these days. Yeah, um, I, I hate that. It's like, <laughs> I, ha I have a really bad trouble breathing when I go from a hot place to a cold place. My lungs have trouble adapting. Mm -hmm. So I, I often like sneeze or whatever when I go into like, a, it's such a pain because I, I, I want to sneeze, but I don't want to sneeze because I'm worried that everyone's going to turn around and go, zombie COVID, man! Bring mm -hmm. on the plague! I'm like, no, I'm just coming. Just wait. <laughs> just wait until spring comes around and allergy season kicks in. Jesus, uh, that's going to be fun. <laughs> Well, but in a way, it's good. It keeps people away from me if they think I'm sick. So I'm like, fuck off. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, other right. than that, uh, it's been pretty good. Got my uh, Dying Light 2 review published. Yay! Um, currently I'm playing another game. streams as we speak. What was that? I'm currently lurking in Dying Light streams as we speak. I'm watching Mionis. Oh, shit. Go check out Twitch.tv <laughs> says Mioni. Um, I'll be honest, so I'm not really paying much attention to the I don't want to be spoiled because I do plan to buy eventually, but I also want the free loot. So the free loot. Yeah, if you watch Twitch streamers, you get free stuff in game. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, the game supports Isn't drops. So didn't know about that. I'm sure it's all the stuff you can get in the game anyway. Yeah, Pretty but still. Too. All you have to do is watch them, so. Yeah. But yeah, um, currently, open. <laughs> currently playing another game for review, which I can't talk about. Oh. It's not what you think it is. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, it's not. Oh, uh, then it's not. No. Uh, yeah, sorry. There's one game I'm excited for that got announced recently. I don't. You're, I don't think you're reviewing it, but I, I guess I'll bring it up now. Um. Before we get into the podcast, Voice of Cards, the se the sequel. No, no I, I'm not the sequel. I thought it was just like a little expansion. No, it's the sequel. No, damn, that was quick. Well, I don't know if it's an expansion or a sequel, but it is. A I think it's an game. expansion. <laughs> no, it's a, a standalone. The standalone expansion. Yeah, but it doesn't have the characters from the first game in it. Mm. It's a completely new storyline. There's one returning character. The rest is everything is new. So. Ooh. It's not a sequel, but I don't think it's an expansion either. It's just set in the same universe. So. Anyway. Voice of Cards 2. Yay. I think you reviewed the first one, right? No, I me? didn't. You reviewed the first one. <laughs> I did review the first one. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> I wasn't sure because I remember streaming the whole thing, so I couldn't remember if I reviewed it or not. Ah, uh, brain not working properly. I don't know why I thought you reviewed it. Neither do I. Oh well. Anyway, enjoy your game you're playing. Thank you. And we've got the wonderful Alfonso, who says I'm not human. Hi, hey, Alfonso. Hello, hello. How how are you doing? How are you? I'm good. Can't complain. Um, like Gary ratting out before, I am playing Life is Strange Three Remastered. 
Um, I am not pleased with this remastered. Uh-huh. They remember this was this was originally supposed to come out September with two colors, and they delayed it to February. And this game has so much bugs. Like um, mm. visually, yes, visually, yes, it has improved. But I'm having so much buzz, so much bugs with these games that it is for me not enjoyable. The first one, uh, the prequel, Life of um, Before the Storm with Chloe. Every time I start a new chapter, the game will crash at least three to four times, and I have to keep replaying, you know, the previous uh, um, save point over and over again. That got super annoying, so that's why, even though I platinum the game in a day and in some chains, I could have finished that a lot faster. But yeah, the crashes were too annoying. And with the first one, Life I is mean, Strange. It's not, I mean, the game involves a rewind feature, right? So technically, it's a, not a bug; it's a feature. No, not not no not <laughs> not um no not no Ben not not Life is Strange. The prequel with Chloe, the one with the group, the blue hair and the tattoos. Uh, yeah. That she doesn't, yeah, she doesn't have powers. So that's that. But Life is Strange, the first one. The problem is with um, speech and and um, subtitles. The subtitles doesn't show the words. You know how certain times you will see codes, and it will show, like for example, Max and Chloe's name. They will show Max is talking to Chloe at diner. Even though they're not saying, they're actually speaking, you know, the dialogue to the story. And it shows that throughout all the characters. And their voices do not match with what they're saying. So, yeah, for it to be delayed, that's unacceptable. So, yeah, that's my problem with it. Yeah, but still, you shouldn't be having this problem if you delayed the game. But yeah. Oh, sorry. So Other than that, like, you should already yeah, have all the but... dialogue ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but other than that, I'm good. Can't complain. Nice. Well, you know what? We shall start this podcast by promoting another podcast that's obviously way better than our podcast and has only just started on Audible. We're talking about Hideo Kojima's podcast. Yes, Hideo Kojima now has his own podcast, which um, I think is all in Japanese. There's no English version. Um, yeah, it's currently available in Japanese. It's called the Hideo Kojima Radioverse. Uh, each episode will feature a variety of guests who will have dis- topics on games and movies. I'm shocked that this has taken this long, if I'm honest. I feel like with how much he loves movies from what we've told- been told in the past... I'm surprised he's taken this on to make a podcast. I feel like it's something that Hideo Kojima would be perfectly fit for. I feel like it would be a great medium for him. And I kind of hope that in the future, if even if they don't translate it right now, that in a future Hideo Kojima game, uh, that we will be able to find these episodes of the podcast in the game. I, I would love that. Like how you had the um, MP4, the MP3 player in Metal Gear Solid 4. I would love it mm-hmm. if we could get an MP3 player that actually just played Hideo Kojima podcasts. I, I don't know. That's just me. Uh, Gary. Uh, would, uh, would, you, uh, would you like that? Uh, that'd be pretty cool, I guess. Yeah. Um, he can even implement it into Death Stranding right now if he probably wanted to. Um, yeah, it, it is surprising that it took so long, but also not surprising because... You know, he's a busy guy, obviously. Um, yeah, it being in Japanese kind of makes sense. You know, he doesn't speak a lot of English. He speaks English, but not fluently. Um, yeah. You obviously have to have a translator the whole time. So, obviously, in Japanese, it'll make sense. It'll be cool to see what guests he has, especially international ones, if he has international guests. Because um, then, obviously, you'll have to have a translator then. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, people love Kojima. Uh, just, I guess, I hope people don't take this as a, another call to be part of his cult, I guess. <laughs> oh, come on. I, Everybody's going like to follow Kojima no matter what he does. What? I said everyone's going to follow Kojima no matter what he does. Yeah, yeah. The cult of Kojima, man. 
Yeah, uh, quite honestly, people are going to listen to it just to see if he drops any hints of what he's working on. Yes. Um, yeah. And they're going to start finding random things that he says, and they're going to take it at completely yep. out of context. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, I guess, the nature of the of the game when it comes to Kojima. Do you blame them? <laughs> I, don't I don't blame them. He did it to himself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. The, the, the moment he says snakes, yeah, the moment he says you know Metal Gear, like referencing this past, people automatically say, "Well, he's working on a new Metal Gear when he has nothing to do with Konami anymore. Why would they give him Metal Gear to work on? You know, it's it's going to be one of those things. No matter what he says, they're just going to latch onto it and say that's what he's working on. Yeah, agree. Everything you said, I agree with. I also agree. No, I'll admit I am part of the cult of Kojima, but I'm part of the people that, I don't know. I love the guy, and I think a lot of the stuff he makes is great. But at the same time, there's always got to be someone to stop him from going to Kojima. There's a few developers out there where I feel like they just need someone to with a little bit of control to be like, perhaps don't, perhaps don't do that. So, there's a reason why I'm not a big fan of Death Stranding because I feel like Death Stranding is too Kojima. Alfonso, is there anything you want to add? Nope. Yeah, yeah, I mentioned everything. I agree with everything. Okay. Uh, PSVR 2, we got an, an official website open up um, with more details. Um, though, to be fair, most of the details we already knew. But it was just going over a lot of it on one website, which I'll admit I'm excited for. Um, I enjoyed the PSV1, um, and I'm excited to see what the possibilities are with PSV2. Especially as games might actually look better in VR than they will on a normal screen. Alfonso, I know you had one and you had to... Oh, Windy. I know you had to had one, but I had to sell it. Wait, I'm sorry, but repeat that. Uh, I know you had a PSVR one originally, but you had to sell it. Yeah. Because of yeah. what happened in real life. Um, are you mm-hmm. excited for the PSVR two? Oh yeah, from from the specs that they mentioned back in uh, CES and just <laughs> the improvements that they're making from the first one, and like I said, um, most likely that the PSVR games will be compatible with the second one. Yeah, I like I have a lot of catching up to do. So, and with me being healthy. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Like price, you, you, you and Gary already know price doesn't mean anything to me. I don't care how much it costs. I, I just want to experience VR because I, I ten thousand um, dollars just for the headset. No, no. I mean, but you just Gary, said it doesn't no. matter. Yes, you're right. It doesn't <laughs> matter. But with a wedding coming up in July, yeah, ten thousand dollars doesn't make sense right now. If it's four hundred, five hundred, even six, I'm, I'm I, just saying that's. That's the height I will go. I but feel yeah. like five hundred is going to be the price, just because PSVR one was the same price as the PS4, and I feel like they're going to do the same with this. The PS the PSVR yeah. two is probably going to be around the same t- price as the PS5. Right, probably going to be five hundred to six hundred, depending on the bundle, of course. Right, but five hundred is what I'm I'm expecting. Yeah, so, say like I said, five six. That six is the highest I would go, and um, yeah. I I I I, part of me still feels, eh, I don't know, not this year, probably early next year, maybe, but whenever it does come out, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Gary, what do you think of it? Do you, are you excited? And do you feel like? Um, the great games will actually look better in VR, like people are suggesting. Um, like normal games. Yeah, looking supposedly. VR? Well, VR games, VR games, games are designed for it. Um, I guess. <laughs> I know, like we've really only seen one game for PSVR two right now, and that was the Horizon demo that they showed off. Um, okay, so you know I guess what? I'll have to. Do you understand why the, the tech might make the games look better in VR than on TV? Uh, smaller screen? I don't know. Please tell me. Uh, no, okay. Um, 
the, the PSVR two one of the first sets of head head um yeah three D head you know headsets that allow it to do eye tracking and uh, what was it? I'm going to butcher this, and I'm sorry for any tech people that are listening to this. Sorry, Chris. Um, Fovited rendering or something like that. I don't know how you say it exactly, but basically the PlayStation tracks your eye movement in the VR using the camera inside the headset. There's no camera outside. It's all internal cameras. Um, Mm -hmm. So that when you're playing the game, it only has to render exactly what your eyes see. So that means that any anything that's out of your view doesn't have to be rendered by the system. So that way they can focus all the polygons and all the graphics on that one specific scene rather than any background mess. Kind of like the Hello Horizon engine works, but a little bit more sophisticated because it uses actual tech to balance the, the engine as well. Because Horizon Light doesn't render anything that's behind the character. That way, when you're playing the game, it can look better because they don't have to worry about rendering. That's why it's first person instead of third person because they don't want to show you what's behind Alloy because it's a void of nothingness. The only thing that's actually loaded is what's in front of you. Um, And they can do that more focused with this eye-tracking tech because it will only show what you'd be able to see in-game through your eyeballs. So, yeah. Oh. That way they can free up any extra extra memory that they would have used for other, you know, other, other things. Okay. Now, would it work exactly? I don't know. Nobody knows because no game has actually done it yet. Because there's no hardware that does it yet. But we'll see in the future, hopefully. Anyway, no, hopefully, yeah. yeah uh, no, so... I mean that's cool. Um, I guess we'll really have to just wait and see if how it get get yeah, how it gets utilized. Um, mm. But yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for VR too. I'll probably pick it up for sure, especially since it's now one wire instead of four or five, which is the one thing that killed it with the original PSVR for me. Um, but yeah, um, price uh, I'll probably I'm looking at around. 550 maybe uh the max is is what i'm looking at but i it's just gonna come down to again is it really the time for psvr2 right now because sony can barely make ps5s and now they also have to make psvr2 headsets um i know it's probably using different chips different technology maybe something's more available than something else but it's it's interesting to see what sony's doing um and how vr2 is really gonna shape up i i am a little worried because i'm hearing a lot of rumors that it's not going to be backwards compatible with original psvr titles um something about yeah something about the refresh rate on the vr2 uh, goggles uh is really messing stuff up for the original games um, well i would have thought mainly it's also the camera because could also be have, the camera yeah because there's no external camera so you wouldn't be able to track the move controllers properly mm-hmm. so i see you can see and there's where... less buttons in the new controller than it was in the original <clears throat> so so you can see where there's a problem there <laughs> yeah. um it's like essentially abandoning an entire catalog of games and that's gonna suck so I guess that's one of the big things for me that I'm going to wait for is to see if it is going to be backwards compatible. I'll still probably end up buying it, but I'll be less enthused about buying it if it's not backwards compatible. (laughs) All I want is a proper... I know this will sound weird to everyone because people buy their PlayStation for gaming, but all I want is a proper cinema-style 3D app so I can watch movies like I'm in a cinema. (coughs) I'm sure you'll get cinema mode in there. No, but I want like... I know this sounds weird, but I want like a PlayStation Home-style cinema for me to sit in. Oh, where you actually sit down in a chair? 
Yeah. Mm. I would I, I would love if they would do that and then have it multiplayer in a way so that if you're watching a movie on say Amazon Prime, which supports Twitch Twitch integration already, um or in this case it'd be a Sony movie, of course. So let's just say I finally get around and watch Venom because I've still not watched Venom. Um, and we all decide to like, we've all got our headsets on. We all sit in the cinema watching Venom on the big screen and we can discuss it and also shut up because we don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I would like that. But then I also want to be social, but not be outside because outside, outside is scary. And talking about outside being scary, we can segue to our next topic. The remake to the Fast and Furious... Nah, I'm just kidding. Grand Theft Auto no. 5. <laughs> uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 on PS5 release date confirmed, which I didn't expect to be announced anytime soon because I thought there'd be some fanfare, but no, they're just like, yeah, it's out now. It's out soon. Um, well, they announced the March release date. The last time they showed it off, they just didn't Did say they? the actual date. Yeah, they said it's March, okay. but they didn't say what date. Okay, well, 15th of March on PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. Um, it'll have 4K, 60 frames, HDR, um, ray tracing. Um, I would also say, please don't buy this yet. <laughs> like... Please don't get too excited because we just had the Grand Theft Auto trilogy and that was pretty badly done. And the same thing happened with that where we heard, saw none, no footage of the game and then the game dropped and re people realized how crap it was. Not the game, just the remaster. Um, so I would say please don't spend any money until we actually see what this game looks like because, yeah... Though, to be fair, it is their money maker, so they're probably going to put a little bit more effort into it than the remaster of a trilogy. But I, I don't trust this company anymore. So, though I am happy that online is going to be separate, and I think there's going to be like a free trial, which I'm excited for. Um, Gary, will you pick up GTA mm -hmm. 5 again for the third Oh, uh, probably not. Um,. Don't really need it. I haven't really played GTA 5 in a very long time. Um, I don't really care for the online, so I I won't be picking this one up. I'll just wait until 6 comes out. But it's nice they finally have a release date. I mean, what well, what was there really to say about GTA 5? We've talked about like every it's podcast. It's a really small indie game that nobody's heard of. Yeah, I mean, it's been the number I mean, one in, in, in the... In the yeah, it's, it's been in the top 10 since its release almost 10 years ago on the PS3. So <laughs> nothing's really changed there, and it's just going to shoot right back up. You're telling people not to buy it, Ben, but you know damn well all the same people who bought the PS4 version are going to buy this version. Um, yeah, I'm going to say it's already been bought. <laughs> yeah, it's still going to sell just as many units. Nothing's going to change until 6 comes out. So, yeah. Uh, Alfonso. Yeah, it's it's nice that we finally get the release date. Am I getting it? Yes, but not for me. My sister, she's a big Grand Theft Auto fan more than me, so I'm literally just rebuying it for her, just because. Obviously, I told her about the specs, and she just want to see how much they approve from the PS4 version. Um, to be honest, like Gary said, I I I'm not excited for it because was this the third time? You know, PS3, PS4, PS5, like, that's that's a, that's that's too many damn times. And Rockstar already came out saying that they're working on the next Grand Theft, even though they didn't confirm it's 6, but we, we both know, we all know that it is 6. So, um, yeah, to people uh, who love it. It's a remaster of Grand Theft Auto 1969 London, Mission Pack 1. No, what you, no. What are you talking no. about? It's it's Los Santos stories, dude. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've got a remaster of London. Ten-year-long ten, ten rumor that they're working on GTA Five Story DLC. Huh? <laughs> that started. Uh, <laughs> I 
to be fair, I bet they did start the DLC for the story, the single player, and then they saw how online is going and like, well, this is scrapped. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else you want to add, Alfonso? No, that was it. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, I will say this game. I'm the most. Ex- this is probably my game of the year so far, and I'm ex- well for the games I'm most excited about this year that I know is coming out this year. This is probably the game I'm most excited for, and I'm happy that's gone gold. Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland has officially gone gold ahead of its March release. Um, which is, I feel like, really early, but it's just me. Um, but yeah, Tiny Tina Wonderland is penciled in for March 25th. Uh, it's just gone gold. Uh, also, I remember if you haven't played the original Tiny Tina-style game, the DLC is currently on PlayStation Plus. Um, you used to need Borderlands for it, but it's now a separate release. So if you don't own Borderlands, you can still play Tiny Tina's um, Assault on Dragon's Keep. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm excited for this. Um, Up to three people co-op play. It's going to be fun. Wait, three? I thought it was four. Boo. Um, anyway. Alfonso. Oh yeah, you you already know this band. I'm a big Borderlands fan. Um, they recently had a few videos for the last uh, week to a week and a half with the other classes. There's a total of six now. Um, they're doing something new where um, you can mix classes to make a hybrid. Um, they recently renounced new gameplay. Um, I'm getting the biggest addition they have just because um, not only do you get the PS4 and PS5 version, but you also um, automatically get the season pass. So I, I just want everything at um I just want everything in total. Um from what I see in terms of the classes and like certain stories that Tiny Tina's um she's explaining, it looks interesting. Um so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um I hope it I I, I feel Borderlands doesn't take up a lot of my time, so I'm just, I need to play as much Grand Theft. I mean, Grand Theft, Grand Theft as much as I can before it comes out. So, uh, yeah, I hate that uh, games come out so. I hate that it's. I hate that there's so many games coming out so quickly within this these few months. But I, I, I love like, that we have all these games. I feel like Grand Theft Auto is the type of game where I can just put it down occasionally and pick it up whenever I'm free. Because it's a racing game. Yeah, so. you, no, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. But with me being a big Gran Turismo player, like, uh, it's like, uh, I, I, I wish it came out a little later, especially knowing Horizon and then Boyland and all this. So, but still, I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I, I don't know why I'm asking this, but Gary. <laughs> I don't know why you're asking me either. But... <laughs> like, I'm just trying to be polite and ask everyone. <laughs> oh, you're fine. Um, congratulations on going gold. Um, I'm sure the developers put a lot of hard work into the game. I'm happy that they were able to finish it early. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good on them. Hopefully uh, it ends up being good enough for people, I guess. I don't doubt for me, but... Kudos to everybody who's into it, I guess. Okay, we've got the one big topic at the end of this. Um, that I feel like... I feel like at least Gary might have something to say about it. Um, but to, until then... Oddworld Stranger's Wrath HD is set for release on February 11th, which it should be out around the same time of this podcast. Um, I've tried this game before. I think, um, I think it's one of the only Odd World games where I really am not interested at all. Um, just because it doesn't play like I expect an Odd World game to play, but that's just me. Um, Gary, any thoughts on this? Uh, it's only twelve dollars, so that's not too bad. Um. I I feel like the Oddworld franchise 
is clinging on to dear life. Yeah. <laughs> um, when it probably doesn't need to anymore. Like I understand. When Oddworld first came out, it was you know a nice little surprise hit, and then its sequel did really good. But then after that, essentially when it moved to Microsoft's Xbox, that it became garbage in my opinion. Um, but was and like, we want to make it quadruply, duply, duply trooped. I don't know. Munch's Odyssey just didn't really do anything for a lot of fans of the franchise. Um, that's not saying it was a bad game. It's like you said, Ben, it was so vastly different from what people were expecting from Oddworld that it turned them off. Um, And then Stranger's Wrath came out, and all of a sudden, that's kind of more like an action shooter game. And then people were like, what the fuck is happening to the Oddworld franchise? And, you know, obviously the Oddworld franchise, the Oddworld world is big enough that it can do multiple things, different characters. That's fine. But I feel like at that point in time, people just kind of stop giving a shit about Oddworld. And Oddworld Inhabitants, the studio that continues to, you know, do everything with Oddworld, um, I think it's time to put it to rest, in my opinion. Um, what was it, Soulstorm that just came out? On, yeah. yeah. Um, good reviews, critically acclaimed to a degree, but not exactly a big seller. Um, so at this point, I have to wonder, like, what's even the point? I I mean, I know at one point they wanted to do a movie, and I think a movie would have been good. They've talked about doing a TV show. Um, but I feel like at this point, the Oddworld franchise is pretty much dead. Um, it took a big, long hiatus, obviously, after um, Stranger's Wrath was literally the last one before Soulstorm, Soulstorm I believe. Um, so they took a long break and then they finally came back with Soulstorm, but... Well, no, they had the New and Tasty. Oh, yeah, New and Tasty, they kind of remastered the original one. Yeah, you're right. Um, but even then, you know, was anybody really paying attention to Oddworld anymore? I was. And that's kind of... <laughs> well, that's great. Well, Good I'm for you. You're, the, you're a big I'm fan of the, of the franchise. The issue is, <laughs> I enjoyed New and Tasty. But Soulstorm, and I, I guess I should go back after they patched it, but when it first came out, it was just unplayable to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it was okay back in the day, but the whole movement thing was just horrendous. Like, when you jumped it, you'd move a little bit when you landed. Mm-hmm. It, was just, it was just jarring. So. Yeah, there you go. Um... I'm glad you're still into the franchise, but I feel as a whole, the franchise is kind of done. Personally. Yeah, yeah I, I second that. Um, I, I haven't played all the games in the franchise. I, I enjoyed it for what it was back then, but as each iteration of the IP, as you know, each, each game came out, I, I, I lost interest in each one. And uh, with the latest one, I started it, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I, I don't know why they're continuing to make this franchise." I mean, there, I know there's always you always have the people that love these franchises, and they're they're happy that they continue to get games. But as for me, they are, I, I don't care, and I, I wouldn't mind if it doesn't come back. Like, I understand you, you take a break, and you try to give the franchise new life, which we've seen where certain games, and and that's good and all, but. This is a game that doesn't need to continue on. So that that's just me. As much as I love Oddworld, I gotta agree with you both. Um I I I just I don't know. I think the issue is people loved Ape. And they tried to make other characters, but I feel like Abe was like a genie in a bottle moment for them, and they haven't been able to recreate that magic. And they, and what made Abe great? They, they continued to try and make Abe. They continued. They made Abe was great when in Oddworld One, but they tried to continue his story past that. And the problem was that was the what he was great was. Ah, oh, one second.
what was great about him was the mystery behind the character so when they tried to add more lore they kind of ruined a reason to enjoy the franchise like we didn't need to know as much as we did um and then he eventually got a voice and i'm like what the whole point of eight was he's a lovable voice lovable character where we could put ourselves into his yeah no please anyway that's my thought on it um i guess we go to the big news um another acquisition has happened recently and um it seems sony has bought bungie for 3.6 billion dollars um for anyone to know bungie was the original creators of halo uh, which is why a lot of people joked about the whole but uh, sony now owns the halo company and microsoft now mm-hmm. owns crash bandicoot's company mm-hmm. uh, what a world we live in but when people say that they don't mean that sony owns halo microsoft owns halo it's just the idea that the company that invented halo is now owned by sony mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. i want to clear that up for anyone this is the question in there um so yeah, I'm excited. I don't know why. I can understand why, but the deal is kind of like, okay, we now own you, but by the way, you can publish your own games and also you can stay multi-platform. So here is money anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. Alfonso, thoughts? Um, yeah, this this came out of left field for me. Like we we over the weeks, you know, with with Microsoft and Bethesda and now Activision and. And on Blizzard, we talked about oh, who Sony could, who could Sony could buy in. We never thought about Bungie because a Bungie being independent and how they don't need anybody. So this came out of left field for me. I'm surprised. I'm happy, but also concerned. I'm happy because we all know Sony doesn't really have an FPS. Not not till Killzone. Killzone. Now that Killzone is done, they don't really have an FPS. They don't really have any live service games either. Here comes Bungie. So Bungie can help Sony, you know, create these games. Especially now learning that Bungie's um, creating 10 live action service games between 26. Sorry. That's a lot. Not Bungie. I mean, yeah, Sony, sorry. That, but still, that's a lot. Then Now they have Bungie to do so. Um, we all know Sony has studios that help each other. Bungie can help them with multi-platform games, and Sony's um, developers like Sucker Punch and the others can help Bungie make first-party games. Um, which I found out that Sucker Punch is right next door to Bungie. So, and Sucker Punch brings is more um, more likely to help them because of what they did with Ghost, and that kind of was like them entering multi-platform but not as big as bungie um i'm concerned i'm concerned because of what bungie did in the past i know out of the 3.6 billion sony i don't remember the exact number but it was to keep developers um on the team from leaving 1.2 billion yeah one point okay yeah so 1.2 billion from developers from leaving and the reason why I'm concerned because we know what Bungie did already. They they bought themselves out from Microsoft and Activision. So I I'm confused on even though I'm happy that Sony bought them, I'm confused on why Sony let they them were be. They were never owned by Activision. Oh um, wait, they had the contract. Didn't they break their deal? That yeah, they, 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 yeah. That's what I mean. They broke they broke their deal. Um, I'm I'm confused. Because part of me feels Bungie could do this again. I'm not saying that they will. I don't know how. I don't know how their 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 deal is gonna work. But if they did it twice, who said they won't do it again? Like yes, multi-platform for Sony. This is big for them. This 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 will look good with their the shareholders and the portfolio and revenue. And I see. I, I guess Sony's trying to go bigger and multi-platform. Because what I just learned. MLB not not only is coming to microphones where I just learned is also coming to Switch as well. So maybe Sony bought them just to build on multi-platform games. I don't know, but um, 
it, it's all interesting. And I'm curious, we will talk about this now, but I'm curious to see who else they're going to buy because we just learned that they have 10 billion, 10 billion left after purchase of Bungie that they have more to get more acquisitions. So um, it's all interesting. But I, I know Gary's going to have more details on this. So Gary, I, you, you could take over because I, I finished. So you're not even going to ask if Ben has anything to say? Well, Ben... <laughs> Ben said his part. Ben will come after. Yeah. Like, come on, Gary. You know the routine already. Oh, jeez. Um. Yeah. Uh, I questioned the purchase at first. Um, I didn't understand why they really needed Bungie. Um, Bungie fought so hard to gain independence from Activision. Um, and I can tell now why they were okay with the Sony purchase. It's because they get to keep their independence. Uh, on paper, sure, they're owned by Sony, um, but they're still allowed to essentially do whatever they want. They can even go out and purchase their own companies if they wanted to. Um, you know, people look at it as like, oh, Bungie really only has one game under its belt with Destiny 2 that they're really supporting and working on. And I believe they stopped supporting Destiny a long time ago, the first one. Um and, you know, in a way it's true, but people saying, that, oh, you know, Sony now owns the creators of Halo, again, on paper, sure, but as far as I'm aware, every major person who worked on Halo at Bungie is gone from Bungie now. Um, and obviously everybody who worked on Crash Bandicoot and Spyro is owned by Sony. That was Naughty Dog. So, saying that, you know, you own the 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 creators of those franchises that's not true at all you simply just own the license now uh at least with crash and spyro um halo is going to remain there but bungie like i said is is a very interesting buy and as the days day went on after the purchase happened and the days afterwards it kind of started to take shape and the narrative started to come together as to why they bought bungie they bought bungie uh, essentially to help them with their live service games. Uh, Bungie has been doing a fantastic job with Destiny 2. We know that. They've turned that game around. Um, it's has more player base than Halo Infinite does right now, which is saying a lot. You can say that it's had a longer life cycle, sure, but Halo Infinite is free to play. <laughs> so, uh, actually, isn't Destiny 2 free to play now? Yes. Yes and no. Okay. Yes and no. Some of it is free to play. The Some new stuff you start to, to pay for. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, the last expansion is currently free because they're removing Forspoken from the game in 16 days. Mm -hmm. uh, that's my issue with Destiny, by the way. Um, is the fact that they removed the old expansions from the game. Like, the, ga the expansion you purchased, you cannot play anymore. No, that's pretty it's gone. Stupid. So, uh, from tw the 22nd, you won't be able to play Forspoken, which everyone considered is one of the best expansions for Destiny. Yeah. But it'll be gone! Unfortunately. Hopefully it'll come back. That's a really stupid move on them, but what can I do? Uh, but anyways, um, yeah, they, they purchased them for their live service expertise, which we now found out that Sony is planning to release at least 10 live service games by, I think it was like 2026 or something. Mm -hmm. um, what those games are, I have no idea. I think uh, pretty much, I think we can all guess that Twisted Metal is going to be one of them. This rumored Twisted Metal reboot is most likely going to be a live service game. Um, whether they decide to bring back Killzone's multiplayer, uh, I don't see why they shouldn't. It's in my opinion, it's still one of the best multiplayers uh, that I played. At least Killzone 2 was. Um, but what comes after those games, who knows? Obviously, we have, you know, Last of Us Factions might be a live service game at this point. Yeah, it will, um, it will be. Yeah, yeah, it will be. Uh, even though that's being done by Naughty Dog, obviously, the expertise from Bungie is going to help. Uh, but yeah, Bungie's independent, so they are still going to make multi-platform games. They are still going to support Destiny 2 across every platform that it's on. Um, so in a way, you know, 
it's a smart move for Sony because they're gonna profit uh, off of more than more than one system, more than one console. Um, they're gonna take some revenue off of what Destiny Two does. Um, but it's kind of, I guess you can say, a shift for Sony. You know, it seems that Sony is gonna eventually plan to go multi-platform to some degree. Um, we've seen more and more games coming out on PC. I mean, I just have to question, is it a matter of time until Horizon and God of War appear on something else as well? Um, we've got MLB The Show now confirmed for the Switch as well. And even though uh, MLB The Show, technically that wasn't the Sony decision, that was MLB forcing their hand to release the game on multiple platforms. I was going to say, um, I hate when people like, I'm going to jump in here. I've read so many comments about oh, how Sony decided to make it multi-platform. No, they didn't. Their hand was forced no. to make it platform. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it was mold, It was forced by Major League Baseball to, to make it multi-platform or they would have pulled the license from them. Um, but again, this is essentially revenue across three platforms now for them. Uh, yeah. And maybe they're seeing the profit of that. So... Yeah, uh, Bungie is an interesting acquisition. Uh, it seems more like a strategic acquisition uh, rather than, oh, Bungie is so good at first-person shooters, we need to you know, make a new first-person. Like, a lot of people are seeing this, oh, they're going to give Bungie Killzone. They're going to let them make SOCOM. They're going to let them do a new resistance. And that's say, not even I close to what's happening. <laughs> if I gave them any of those games, it would be resistance. Like, Maybe, but it's the thing. Sony can't if, tell. I, I, what, I don't think they will. But if I could, so you, you really think you really think Sony could tell Bungie to do this and do that? No, no, they can't. This is not this is not Microsoft. Where Microsoft can tell Activision Blizzard, "I need you to make the next Diablo now," and they have to do it. This doesn't. This is not the same concept for Sony and and Bungie. Yeah, uh, as far as we know, this deal uh, was six months in the making. Um, but apparently it goes even further than that. They started talks about a year ago. Um, Herm House ha- even... What was that? I'm going to say they probably even started before then. Because Sony and Bungie have had a huge deal between... Con- yeah, every, 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 loads of expansions have had exclusive stuff on PlayStation. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if they have been talking for even longer than that whether it's seriously oh, but... talking about it or just joking about but i can see them discussing it yeah uh, i just know a year ago is when her house posted a picture it's like this has been a years in the making or a year in the making and he had he posted a picture of them with a whole bunch of documents and sitting in a room talking and stuff so as far as i know acquisition talk started a year ago um, maybe joking around about it happened earlier than that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of people say, oh, this is them, you know, reacting to the Activision purchase. That's not the case because it's now been obviously confirmed. This has been a long time in the making. In some ways, um, in, I know this will sound weird. In some ways, Activision is a response to Bungie because <laughs> maybe. Maybe it is. Yeah. I know it isn't. It, it's no way it is. But I'm literally saying. I'm just saying this to say it. There's no way. It, but we know now that the Activision deal started in November. Mm-hmm. So that's only two months. So yeah. <laughs> um. Okay then. Um. So yeah. Um. If yeah, anything, this is. Way. This benefits Bungie more than it benefits Sony, in my opinion, because currently here, Bungie's, I shouldn't say benefit, I guess they, I could say they got the better deal here. You know, they can still do whatever they want. They can make whatever games they want. They can work independently, but yet they also have the backing of Sony if they need funds for anything. Um, yeah, as we learned, they, they're getting TV shows out of this. Yeah, and that's probably another reason why Sony bought them. Uh, from what I know, Sony right now is pitching a Destiny TV show to HBO Max. Um, looks like that actually might go through. Um, there's talks of a full-on uh, Destiny live-action movie as well 
to theaters because we know Sony's kind of pushing into the live action scene now. You know, we have Uncharted uh, coming out here next month. Uh, we have the next Twisted month? Metal TV show officially confirmed to be in development. Um, mm-hmm. Sony's pushing into the entertainment market. Um, Uncharted and, should be out by the time this podcast is out. Oh yeah, this month. Yeah, sorry. I thought it was March for some reason. Um, so they're they're pushing, they're they're pushing their their IPs, their franchises, uh, out there. Uh, now is the Destiny TV show a response to the Halo TV show coming to Paramount Plus? That one, I'll say probably, yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> but <laughs> again, it's all essentially a revenue for Sony. Yeah, at this point, um, you know, Sony has been slowly investing in smaller. I wouldn't say smaller. They're making small investments in massive companies, uh, making profits. We know they have an investment in Epic Games. I think they own 5% of Epic Games. So 5% of whatever Epic Games makes profit-wise kind of goes to Sony. Um, Can they buy Epic Games? Absolutely not. Epic Games is probably worth more than Activision Blizzard is. Um, So buying a small chunk is essentially the way to go for them. Um. So yeah, uh, I I questioned the purchase at first, but now I understand the purchase. Um, uh, Epic and, Games is worth around twenty eight point seven billion. I don't know. Plus the engine, that's yeah. interesting. How was Activision worth more than Epic? <laughs> I, I don't. What? <laughs> I don't get that at all. Okay then. Um <laughs> I guess I will rephrase it. I don't think Epic Games is ever gonna sell to anybody. <laughs> yeah. Um But yeah, uh I questioned the purchase of Bungie. Now I understand it more. Um I do believe it's a it's a, the best deal for Bungie. Uh, because like I said, they can still be independent, but they also have the backing of Sony if they find themselves in any financial trouble or something. So, yeah. Um, as far as more acquisitions, Alfonso, you said that they have about $10 billion left. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that's the case. Um, I do believe Sony has a little more. And... If they don't, they'll probably go into the negative because they know they'll recover those funds by the end of the year. Um, I don't want to say who's next. Uh, I kind of mentioned it to Ben in Discord already. Um, yeah. From what I've been hearing, uh, chances are pretty good of this acquisition. Um, but I can't say one way or another for a fact if that's really what what it is. Um, but if it is, Sony's gonna have a pretty big acquisition coming up. That's gonna, I think, move a lot more heads than Activision Blizzard, in my opinion. Maybe yeah, not I on was, the scale, money wise. But you told me that they were gonna buy Blue Box Entertainment. <laughs> I was like, Gary, nice. you can't afford that. <laughs> <laughs> I think on a franchise <laughs> level, it's gonna move more heads than money wise. So, um, so yeah, um, Jim Ryan Finally already announced that Atari. there's absolutely, what was it? Finally, Atari. <laughs> Fuck, Atari has a lot of licenses that could definitely <laughs> be used for something besides <laughs> NFTs. <laughs> NFT loot boxes, I should say. Jesus. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Atari. Taking the two worst things, putting them together. Look. <laughs> I would buy an Atari loot box if the loot box has a chance that I own Atari. Oh my god, right? <laughs> well please, you'll just you'll just earn the NFT of an Atari. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. But anyways, yeah. Uh Jim Ryan has said that definitely expect more acquisitions. Um But I also have to warn people, it's oh there's a lot of people going around saying that they know who's going to be purchased. Um, this company is getting bought up by this company. Um, don't really believe everything you hear because 
if people didn't even know that Activision was being bought out or Bungie was being bought out, and now all of a sudden everybody seems to know who's getting bought out next, don't don't really hmm. believe that. Don't even believe what I'm saying, because I could be wrong, too. Um, it's well, just sorry. what I've been told and what I've been hearing from my sources, uh-huh. which uh-huh. have also been wrong in the past. When it comes to Sony... Like I've said in the past, it's almost impossible to really guess or to really get correct information from Sony because from what I know and from what a lot of people in the industry know, Sony really likes to throw in a lot of false flags out there to deter people from knowing what's really going on. So, I'll be honest. Oh, so by the way, before we carry on, I, I just looked up a, a list of top 10, like, video game companies worth mm-hmm. do you know that uh, i can't believe i'm saying this ea is number seven right yeah uh, 38.7 billion right do yeah. you know what is number five ahead of ea who roblox roblox is massive dude <laughs> <laughs> don't be surprised <laughs> roblox is a massive franchise yeah, I, I think I, that franchise. I think Sony has a stake in that franchise too. <laughs> Forty-four billion with Roblox. Yeah. Roblox is more worthy is a, as a, a bigger development company than EA. It's crazy. Yeah. Here's what I will say: Don't expect anybody to buy EA. No. Don't expect anybody to buy Take Two Interactive. Don't expect anybody to buy Warner Brothers Ubisoft. Entertainment. Um, Ubisoft, I, I'd say I don't think anybody wants Ubisoft right now. <laughs> Their image would, is not the best for a lot of people. Yeah, I, I, I'll be um, honest, and people like they're going to buy Take-Two. I'm like, if you, you, Take-Two is going to be... I know you'll make a load of money from online stuff, but when it comes to actual games, it's your worst investment. <laughs> You'll you'll pay what eighteen point eight billion. So let's round out to twenty billion mm-hmm. to own a company that will release one game. If you're lucky, <laughs> a game that will sell in the top ten for ten years. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's still of a waste of time. Like it's mm-hmm. better to have more games out there in the t- in, in the top 10 for less and get more exposure over the years than just have one game. Yeah. No, but I I'm just saying uh EA Take 2 definitely not Tencent. Tencent if anything is going to be buying companies. Tencent's number 1. Oh. Uh, yeah. Tencent owns the most money. Nobody's going to buy Tencent. Um 562 billion dollars. Yeah, I know Warner Brothers has been talked about a lot. Um at one point, they actually were looking for buyers. They're not anymore, and that's not changed. Warner Brothers finds value in their franchises now. Uh, so don't expect Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment to sell. Um, those are the And Square Enix. Do not expect Square Enix. I know people want Sony to buy Square Enix. I 100% can tell you it's not going to happen. Square Enix does not want to sell. They've said multiple times they are not looking for anybody to buy them. They like their independence. Um, and quite honestly, at this point, I don't see what the reason for Sony to buy Square Enix when they're already releasing games exclusively on their system anyway. They're releasing some games, obviously, on Switch and Xbox. But if you really want to know how, what Square Enix thinks of Microsoft right now, um, Final Fantasy XV and Final Fantasy XV Pocket Edition sold so badly on the Xbox across all regions that it like they didn't want to post numbers how bad it was. I, from what I know, I think it was in maybe the five digits in the sales department. That's not even close to a lot. So this is why you're not seeing Final Fantasy really coming out on Xbox. It's not worth it for them. Even in North America, they know that their market is PlayStation. They know their market is Nintendo because Square still sells games on Nintendo. So Square Enix is not going to be for sale. 
People want Square Enix. They've said multiple times they are not for sale. And that's not changed. Okay. That's pretty much all I'll say. <laughs> Is there anything else anyone brings up before we go over to to end the show? I think Gary that that um Suicide Squad got delayed to next year. Not officially. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not officially, but we talked about it last week. Remember I said I'm surprised that the game wasn't mentioned in the, the CEO's message? <laughs> yeah, I think we all kind of saw the writing on the wall there. Yeah, um, yeah most likely it's it's going to be 2023. Um, it is good news, though, that Gotham Knights is still scheduled for this year. Uh, the thing with those games, though, is it seems like they're uh, Gotham Knights and Hogwarts Legacy are essentially going to be two fall games at this point. Uh, from what I know, Hogwarts Legacy is aiming for a September release. Um, if that's coming out in September, I'm guessing Gotham Knights is going to be Warner Brothers' big holiday game. So look for that probably October or November, if anything. So Yeah, Suicide Squad, not happening this year. <laughs> I am shocked. Anyway, time to wrap things up. But of course, before we wrap things up, we've got the Metacritic game. Do 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 do. Boop. This week's game is Dying Light Two: Stay Human, Human, which was reviewed by Gary. Go check out the review on PSU dot com. Um, okay, I have the score. I'm opening up the spreadsheet. Gary, yeah, spread yes, you gave it eighty-two. Alfonso, you gave it eighty-six, and I gave it sixty-six. <laughs> um, but the closest one is Gary, Woo-hoo! because it got seventy-seven. Congratulations, Look Gary! Ah, oh, thanks. So you're Alfonso. It's funny because it's it said it's eighty two for a long time, but I was like, am I going to get another score? Two points for Gary. <laughs> no, just one and point. then it finally fell down over the weekend. So Alfonso is in second place with one point. I am currently in the in last place with zero points, and steaming ahead of everyone is Gary with three points. How does it feel, Alfonso, to know that I'm better than you? The year's not over yet, Gary. A lot of things could change. Yeah. And plus, you know, I could well, change today, the rules. <laughs> oh, like you did the last time and gave him like 30 points for no reason? I can. If I want to. Okay, that's not cool. Who's going to stop me? Me. <laughs> I'll make my own uh, list and give Gary 900 <laughs> points for free. Yeah, I mean, we could do an Easter double points, sir. But I'm not going to do that oh yet. Um, but our next game, because we're taking a break next week, because I'm going down to London and the Super Bowl is happening with the footballs. So next week we're taking a break. Um, and plus the only game I could find out that was coming out next week was Shifu. And that already has a Metacritic review score. So I, I decided that's probably not the game to pick. So we're going for Horizon, Forbidden West. Now, I normally don't go first, so I'm going to go first for once. And I'm going to give it... Um, um, I'm going to give it 85. Yeah, I feel like... Yeah, 85. Gary, as the running leader, you can go second. Thanks. I'm going to go with 90. God damn it, Gary. Ooh. Suck it. <sighs> I knew what you were thinking. In that case, I'm going with 91. <coughs> Dude, you can't be that close to me. Yes, I can. <laughs> this is what you wanted. This is what you wanted. And now that I am, now you're complaining. Well, that would mean Ben has to be 89 so that I'm in the middle of the sandwich. <laughs> now I'm going with 85. <laughs> There's uh, a lot of stretching to do in between those numbers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh. I mean, to be fair, 
what's good? FF, isn't 14 still the top rated PS5 game? <laughs> 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 will, will Horizon beat Final Fantasy 14 as the top rated PS5 game? Uh, now, this will have to beat Demon Souls remake because I think that's sitting at 92. Uh, damn it. Alfonso, shout out. To you guys, thanks for always having me on. Shout out to all the listeners, to all the followers. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Alishan7. Um, Gary. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Doug Wallace. That's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H. Shout out to you guys as always. Thank you for having me on. And shout out to all the listeners. Thanks for listening. Uh, say that again. Sorry, you, you, it died. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at Gagwawush. That's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H. And shout out to you guys as always. Thank you for having me on. And shout out to all the listeners. Okay. I'm going to insult Metacritic now. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to insult you, Metacritic. I'm going to have to shout at you, right? Um, Hades is number one, by the way. It deserves that. Hades is actually the top PS5 game. Beats Demon Souls. Oh, um, Hades is number one. Demon Souls is number two. Fantasy 14 is number three, right? Fair enough. But Hades, Demon Souls, and Tony Hawk's have must play on them. But Final Fantasy XIV that beats Tony Hawk's does not have the Metacritic must play symbol. All the others well, it's are a, over it's 92. An expansion pack. The, the, all the others say must play. Why shouldn't this say must play? <laughs> because Metacritic is like, it's an MMO. That's not a must play. <laughs> it's, it's a it has Tony to have Hawks an ending. Got... Uh... <clears throat> so, yeah. Boom, Metacritic. <laughs> but you can find me at MG underscore Chili on Twitter. You can find me on Moogle Around Radio on Twitch, where I stream. Well, recently I streamed a load of Pokemon. Um, you can go watch that. Uh, I'll be back to Pharmacy 14 next week in Persona 5 Royal. Um, so, yeah, come check us out on Twitch.tv, Moogle Around Radio. Also, remember to follow and subscribe on the Podbean, psu.podbean.com, and blah, 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 blah. Go check us out on psu.com. Um, until then, this has been Gary, Chili, and Alfonso. Um, enjoy video games because there's a lot of them coming out soon such as Horizons and that game I just mentioned Sifu's Shifu Sifu video game with fighting goodbye everyone Goodbye.